Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, home improvement, KMOX, so many things to talk about. We have two hours today. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. Two hours of questions and answers, undoubtedly cold. Yep, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about cold because the forecast is today it's cold. And as Brian Kelly said, tomorrow it's getting colder. Oh, man. Well, think about it. As we go through the home, I want you to take a little bit of a walkabout around your home. I'll take you through how to prepare for very cold temperatures. Not all homes are created equal. Some are a little more susceptible to the cold temperatures, or you and I might think of it as penetrating cold. However, the reality in physics is cold is an absence of heat. So losing heat is what brings about cold temperatures in our bodies, you know, body core temp, as well as freezing pipes. And even when the pipes are frozen in the cold temperatures, you may not know it. It may be a delayed indicator when the water starts leaking. So we'll talk about that and more today on the Home Improvement Show. My name is Scott Mosby. We're going to be together for two hours. I have 10 phone lines. That's four fingers and two thumbs on both hands. 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 phone lines open for you. Yep, yep. Come on, you guys in the back of the classroom, you can count to 10. I know it. (laughs) I've seen you get at least up to eight and the thumbs count so we can call 10 fingers, whatever you want. The phone line is 314-436-7900, toll free 800-925-1120. With the sub-zero temperatures uh, in some of the northern areas, a little bit north of the KMOX uh, metropolitan St. Louis area, you're going to, you know, have uh, some very cold temperatures uh, up, you know, this uh, signal gets up close to the Chicago area even during the day. So those of you in the rural areas, you're going to have some really penetrating cold. We'll talk about how to prepare your house. Uh, phone lines again, bring them on, 314-436-7900. Questions about how to winterize your house. Questions about how to prepare your home. Maybe some of your locks and doors are starting to get a little bit obstinate. You know, they don't open and close quite so well. You and I slow down. Our joints don't quite feel the same way at Five degrees is it that does at 85 degrees. Doors, windows, locks, deadbolts, all that stuff suffer the same issues. When things get cold, they don't move quite as freely. Maybe a little bit of resistance to the friction. So we'll talk about lubricating locks. We'll talk about lubricating hinges, uh, making deadbolts work. Uh, windows and doors. I I want you now, if you haven't already and you have storm windows on your house, please go around to each window, look at the actual storm sash, the the glass panel. Make sure, you know, if the screen may be down, just make sure the glass is behind it. Uh, Personally, I like to raise the screens up on the upper area so that I get a nice view during, you know, through that lower sash. Uh, Maybe you do as well. Uh, But I want you to make sure that whatever you have to prepare your home for cold. Now, during the day, it's not a big deal. But at nighttime, when you're really not looking out the windows, 
close those storm sashes, close the blinds, close the drapes, whatever it might be. Uh, once you get down about 10 degrees and when you get below that 10 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, so you're already, you know, 22 degrees below freezing uh, or 12 degrees, <laughs> 22 degrees below freezing, you know, you're losing heat pretty quickly through that glass. Single-pane glass with a storm panel still works about as effectively as insulated glass without a storm panel. That would be double-pane. Uh, Triple-pane, a uh, little bit more resistant to that. But anyway, the point being that when you've got glass, it loses heat through the inside of your home to the outside very rapidly, covered over. When you cover these windows, they will frost. You will have condensation on those windows because that glass... By definition, as you put the insulation, drapes, uh, blinds, whatever it is, when you stop the air from moving, the warm air from the inside of your house moving against those windows, the glass gets colder, the humidity is still there from the inside of your house, you will have water droplets on your home and frost. That's good. Because if you open those blinds and open those drapes, let the air wash through that glass, which is great during the day. You're watching, you're getting the light in during the waking hours. At night, it doesn't matter. But during those daytime hours, the warm air would circulate or in building design or heating and cooling design, we call that literally washing the windows. Have you ever, number, have you ever noticed that the forced air registers are located right underneath the windows? Yeah. And if they're located too close to the exterior wall, all that's doing is blowing the heat up right behind the drapes, blinds, or whatever. Well, that's because they literally are designed to wash the window, push warm air across the glass, remove the frost, remove the droplets and the condensation, which you all call and say, my I bad windows, they're condensing. Well, when you get cold enough, your house has a design range. Some houses are designed for 20 degrees below zero, uh, you know, 52 degrees below freezing. That's a long, that's cold, you know, you get, and some are, as we go north, you know, in that range. You go down to Florida, I guarantee those houses are guaranteed to operate from about 45 degrees Fahrenheit up to 110 so realize everything has a design range and a comfort zone, you and I as well. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We're going to talk about winterizing your home. Uh, please walk around and, and check those windows. We'll, we'll go through more as we get through the uh, home improvement show here on KMOX. My name is Scott Mosby. I own and operate my day job, if you will, Mosby Building Arts. This is our 71st year in business. My father, my father, Sam Mosby, founded this company and really is the brain trust behind all of this. If you think I knew a lot of stuff in this business, man, you should have met my father. I mean, he forgot more than I know. And he was just a really, really good student, passed that on to me. And now one of the neatest things about uh, working at Mosby Building Arts, which I really cherish, is I get to work with really smart people who love to learn. And then they can apply that knowledge and, frankly, dispel some of the – debunk some of the myths that, you know, our consumers and customers going. It's like, well, I want this. It's like, well, gee, are you sure? Because that might not be how this problem gets solved. It's not the obvious thing. It's the, 
you know, the sub-cause, if you will, the disease behind the symptom. 314-436-7900 is how we get together today. We've got some great calls on the line. We're going to get started here on University of Camworks. Come on in. The room is filling up, the classroom. Uh, we are going to exchange some cool stuff here in the next two hours. University of KMOX, I am Scott Mosby, and I am truly at your service on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement. We have all kinds of fun going on right here. I promise you a great show. I, 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 here we go. I, I'm, an, I'm a Boy Scout on my honor. We'll do my best. To, I, I promise you a good show. We're going to get started right now. Go to the phones and talk with Fran. Fran, good morning, and thank you for being part of the Home Improvement Show. Last one of the year. How can I help? Well, thank you. Um, I am physically unable to go to the basement and shut off the uh, water to the outside, and I neglected to have someone do that. If someone comes in... Today, is it too late uh, to shut off the water to the outside faucets? No, ma'am. Uh, it, we're still, as cold as it is, Fran, it's still relatively warm. Your basement is still warm enough, and it's warming those pipes. The only a real problem is leaving the hose connected to the outside. Generally, even on a regular faucet, you know, the the pipes are kind of empty. There's no water right there until you get inside the house a little bit. Uh, so if you can get a neighbor or anybody, somebody from your church, uh, wherever, uh, just to come over because it's a really easy thing to do and just turn the water off from the inside. Uh, and any time is good. Until we get below, you know, 10 degrees and down to single digits and five, which we already have this year, you right. know, so you'd know the problem. As warm as it got yesterday... Everybody that was going to have a leak from a previous problem had one because it got above freezing, and that's when Mother Nature shows you what froze during the down temps. Oh, so you think probably I'm okay at least today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> when we get down to 8 degrees and then 6 and 5 and then the wind starts blowing because wind chill really does count. Uh, even on those pipes on the outside, it, you know, it's not skin, it's not you and me, but still the heat from the inside of the house keeps that pl that plumbing pipe warm. But if the wind blows, it just keeps removing heat oh, yeah. faster and faster, you know, just like you and I with a coat, you know, with wind right. chill counts. Well, you've given me great comfort. <laughs> All right, well. So, thank you very much and Happy New Year to you. God bless you, Fran. Thank Bye. you as well. Bye-bye. Bye now. And there, I, it's never too late for preventive maintenance. Um, and if there is one thing, everybody, uh, if you haven't done it by now, you would know because yesterday, if you left your hose connected or forgot to turn some water off, whatever, the, the point really is disconnecting those garden hoses because that keeps the water right there at the outside of the house. And if it freezes because the, the hose doesn't drain, especially if you have a, you know, a nozzle on the end of that hose, that water will freeze right at the faucet, literally split the faucet, go inside, split the pipe. So anything you do to turn the water off uh, is great. Uh, let's get going and see what's cooking here with Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. Happy Saturday, my friend. Is it just Mike from Oakville? Oh, yeah, Mike from Oakville. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. 
We're having some new windows installed. They were supposed to come out the first week in December when it was nice, but they had some problem with their orders. Now they want to come out now. Mm-hmm. My question is about installing um, new windows now when it's so cold out. Yeah, there's really no downside, <clears throat> uh, Mike, that putting uh, uh, windows in during colder temperature, other than you have a big cold hole in the side of the house. But as far as installing windows and doors, um, you know, even carpentry and structure, as a carpenter, generally we're very functional down to about 15 degrees, below 15 degrees. That's when we start putting on, you know, full-body jumpsuits and it's about retaining heat. So, but as far as woodworking and, you know, insulation and windows and all that sort of stuff, you know, it's, it's the body, it's the workers that are compromised, not so okay. much the work. Now, when now you get into shingles that need yeah. to be pliable and lay down, that's a little bit different story. It, that takes some heat in the uh, uh, What about the clock that they, that they use? Is it susceptible to bad weather? Uh, it is. It depends. Sometimes they have to go to a different kind of caulk. Keep in mind that, uh, you know, as professionals, when it gets down below a certain temperature, they may ask to say, hey, can we set these tubes of caulk inside here by the register? Because that's important. The caulking needs to be uh, warm for the pliability and workability. Once it's in place, you're okay. Now, a latex caulk would be suitable on the inside of the house, but once you get down below... Yeah, 25 degrees latex caulk really doesn't belong on the outside of the house, even at about 40. So they might use a a solvent-based caulk on the exterior. You know, maybe if, if they're doing a brake metal, which is a pre-painted aluminum, you know, they can use silicone way well, these down. Well, vinyl windows. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they'll they'll probably use a silicone caulk now, on a, the outside. One last question. Yeah. What should we look for with, when they're installing those windows, aren't they supposed to put some insulation around the windows too? Absolutely. My, and frankly, you don't need to be a rocket science yeah. to block um, daylight and insulate. So just having the knowledge to ask that question, yeah. you have all you need to watch for a quality. You can tell people that take care. So as consumers, yeah. being careful or careless, you know, you'll, you'll know whether people care about their work and whether they don't. Well, thank you very much. I really mean, because like I said, we were kind of worried about, you know, of course, our house might get kind of cold for a while, but... uh, Yeah, that's the truth, you know, but, you know, it's a good trade. I mean, I I would rather you put cold windows in now while while it's cold, because you still have the two coldest months coming up, so the benefit's still ahead. Isn't also, too, that we could tell if there's a problem with the cold weather, if there is an installation, too? Oh, usually, yeah. I mean, just operating a window, just like I started out the show, you know, knees, elbows, and joints, windows, slides, doors, (laughs) everything doesn't work good when it's cold. Okay, thanks a lot. Right on, man. Take care, Mike. Bye now. And again, it's important. So stopping benefits from being built in your home because of the cold temperatures. There are a few things, uh, for example, spray foam. Uh, and, and, you know, we at Mosby, we still use spray foam around our replacement windows, even when it's this cold. But, you know, it will be applied from the inside and they won't be covered up for a while so that the heat cures that expansion foam or minimal expansion foam. Um, so, yep, I would say keep on going, especially windows and doors, locks, uh, thresholds. Uh, please, for those of you, as you now have gone around to check all your windows, your storm windows and all that, now I want you to check your doors. And, and today, with the overcast, if you 
I know that you'll love this one. When you get down on your hands and knees and you look out underneath the bottom of the door, between the bottom of the door and the threshold, from the inside, you don't have to open the door. Just look out. If you see any daylight coming underneath that door, your threshold needs to be adjusted or moved or whatever. And most of these uh, thresholds that are getting installed today are adjustable, which means you unscrew those Phillips screws and and they and the threshold comes up as you turn them in that threshold goes down so as that bottom thing on the floor with the screws on them usually 3 or 4 for one door uh, as you counterclockwise turn that it will come up uh, and tighten up and it'll get rid of that natural light that you're seeing a an adjustable threshold normally will move during the year as you walk across it you know, it's ba bump ba bump you know, it will vibrate and Mother Nature gravity, it will drop down. So it will generate a gap under the door. No problem. Simple adjustment. Just like you and I eating too much on Christmas and holidays, loosen that belt, tighten it up a little. Yeah, same thing on a threshold. So just look for that daylight under the door, you'll know, and, and what's next to, to be done. Uh, let's now talk to Mike and Glenn Carbon. Mike, good morning. Welcome to CamWax. How can I help? Hi. Hey, um, I have a question about, <clears throat> in general, uh, the benefit of uh, using a programmable thermostat. And yeah. if I do use one, uh, what should I set the low temperature on while I'm away, like at work, especially in this cold weather, to you know make sure I don't freeze pipes and stuff like that? Good question. Good question, Mr. Mike. I appreciate that one. That's one I haven't addressed for a while. Uh, programmable thermostats. Here's generally the, the generally accepted knowledge. Um, if you're going to be gone for eight hours, you will save energy during the first, hour, first four or half of that. Temperature will cool down, cool down, cool down, cool down. And then it'll warm up a little bit because as you set back your thermostat, all, your, all of the building materials, all your furniture, hardwood floor, that house gets colder too. So although with a forced air furnace, you're going to warm up the air right away with that programmable thermostat, it's still going to pay back the IOU of heating that pile of building materials back up to 70 degrees or whatever you set it at. So generally, if you're going to, let's just say, uh, ambient temperature is 70 degrees when you're there. Uh, if you're gone eight hours, the maximum you set it back is four degrees, half of eight. If you're gone four hours, don't bother pretty much. You'll drop it back two hours and then have it come back up. So keep in mind, uh, you can have it temperature respond. You can have it heat up so that it, it just starts coming back up to 70, maybe an hour before you get home. But keep it, you're not going to save a ton of, temp, uh, of energy there because you're going to save the first half, four hours, and then that next hours, it just, you know, you'll maintain it at that and then heat it back up. But after you get home, that furnace is going to run more often because it's going to raise the temperature of all those uh, solid masses of building material. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do, actually. Thank you for that. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was wanting to know. Now, one so. thing I will ask you to do, Mike, is if your furnace doesn't run very often, you're not blowing the air around. So I'm a huge advocate for running your blower motor all the time on your furnace. Just turn your fan oh. to on instead of auto. Uh, and then whatever the temperature is, think of it as a big kitchen mix master blender. It's just moving the air around so it removes the hot and cold spots. So 
you know, it, it, it evens out the temperature throughout your house. No, that's a good one, too. Thank you, sir. And I love programmable thermostats. I wish everybody would use them. Uh, I will say this, that as we set them down at night, um, uh, and I'm going to ask this to happen, but if you have a home where you're away, and during the holidays, many of us are going, you know, to visit grandma or whatever for a day or two, um, when it gets down below about 20 degrees, don't set your house back. Don't cool it off. Just let the furnace run itself up because it needs to keep that pile of building materials warm so that it keeps the pipes warm because the pipes that get close to the outside of the house are the ones that they cool off first, and that's where the freezes occur. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Scott. <laughs> Thanks for your patience, Mike. Take care. Happy New Year, my friend. Okay, All right. Back yeah. at you. Right on. Okay, we are KMOX. This is the Home Improvement Show. Helitech is our sponsor. Thank you for another year of support of bringing this show to you, all things around the home. Uh, it really is an honor. I, I look forward to my Saturdays. I like it. Uh, I get to talk to people in the community. They say, you know, you really do sound like you have a good time. I do. I get paid to drink coffee and talk. What a gig. KMOX, home improvement, uh, right here. Get ready for the Blues and Hurricanes tonight. Pre-game skate 6.30. The puck drops at 7. Chris Gerber and Kelly Chase have all your action. Hear it here on your home of the St. Louis Blues. KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. I love this Saturday show. Hopefully you do, too. Keep in mind, folks, we're on a mission, you and I together. We have a lot of new homeowners, first-time homeowners. You know who you are. You know who they are. Spread the word. It shows like this that really help young homeowners learn how to uh, about the asset. For example, as we're babies, we grow up, we learn about our bodies, we learn about our health, we learn about getting a cold, what it takes to help that, how we take care of ourselves. New homeowners, poof, here's a house. Do something. It, we don't get to learn about it like we do about our own health. So, and, and I don't know about you, but as a teenager, you know, even a young adult, you couldn't tell me anything. You know, and so have them tune in, KMOX, Home Improvement Show, 11 a.m. every Saturday, 1 p.m., and we're going to talk about the patient, the patient being the house. The house is a wonderful thing. It is our island away from the world. It is a place to recreate ourselves, recreation or recreation. We come home and it's our place and, you know, we can have whatever color sheets and bed sprints we want, paint it whatever color we want. Keep in mind, if you forget to disconnect that garden hose, just, you know, sign 500 to $1,000 check to the plumber He'll come out whenever he can get to it because everybody else froze their pipes too. So anyway, learning about these homes is very important. Spread the word. New homeowners need to tune in to KMOX here on the weekend. Mike Miller can help them with the garden on Saturday morning. Myself, we've got financial shows all day. We've got the auto show in the afternoon. Oh, by the way, you get to hear the blues and, you know, various things like that. The Cardinals through the It's a good deal. 
Spread the word Camwax. Right now, let's see what's cooking here with Gene. Hey, Gene, good after, good morning, and how can I help? Hi. Is this for Gene? It is. I hope so. Okay. You're talking to Scott, at least okay. as much as I remember. Okay. Uh, I was calling to um, uh, see if you could give me some advice on a retaining wall that we have in our walkout basement. Mm-hmm. Our house is about 15 years old, and where the retaining wall meets the basement, there's a crack that's developed about a half inch. I was wondering if that's something to worry about, if that's something that's normal for a 15-year-old house. Um, Gene, on that retaining wall, does that is that an extension of the back wall of the house, and does it just go straight, or is there anything else that comes around the corner at a right angle that's concrete? Uh, it doesn't come at a right angle. It flares out about maybe 30 degrees from the main basement wall. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. connected at that point. Um, it, it's a little bit cause for concern. Uh, typically, when the house ends and the retaining wall, that wall poured concrete continues, uh, typically there would be a right angle concrete pour. And, and this is how we learn uh, because if it, it's uh, think of it as a bracket, a brace, a poured-in-place uh, lateral support for that wall because the dirt's still trying to push that house down, but all the f- floor framing and all the stuff is resisting that. Once it gets outside the house, there's nothing really holding it. So we like, uh, anyway, I like to pour a two or three foot wing wall and then start the framing okay. so that it's a support. And then once past that wall, you know, there's a different steel. It becomes a retaining wall. So the reinforcing steel doubles. It's a different um pressure or moment uh, there's more leverage because there's nothing to resist it so the way we put the steel in the footings and and in the foundation changes a little bit because instead of just holding the house up the goal of that retaining wall is to resist lateral downward push you know okay. in that crack and that usually doesn't happen i mean that's the issue is you know, it takes a pretty astute foundation crew to know the engineering of, okay, now your your steel on the house is good. Got that right. Out high, Outside here, it's a retaining wall. You need a little more steel in there and, and because it's going to try and push that wall over. Okay. So, yeah, it does take some attention. You're going to need somebody like a Helitech. Uh, it's not just an injection. Uh, they're probably going to put in some lateral anchors. You need some screws into the soil or something. You know, different companies have different methods. But uh, suffice it to say, you either need you and me down there holding this thing up in human form or concrete form or whatever, and that tends to be ugly and in the way. So that same thing winds up happening uphill under the soil and that's where helical screws or helical anchors piers lateral support uh steel all that happens back underneath that dirt okay i had one more question uh we have a patio above that wall mm-hmm. and uh, it serves for services a door there and that whole area it's right next to the house and they poured it in one slab with the step and the step has dropped about four or five inches. Mm. Uh, is that pretty normal too? Or uh, Unfortunately, yes. Um, uh, primarily, you're better off pouring the step on brackets and then coming back later and pouring the patio. But, you know, think of it in terms of estimating pricing and why it gets done. You're talking about one concrete true for one day 
and then the price of that, or pouring your steps one day and then the patio. And now you're talking about a concrete crew for two days. So it's twice as expensive to do it what I would call right. So almost always the steps and the slab get poured in the same day. And to, and to repair it, you just break it up. Yep, yep. And now here's, here's an opportunity because one of the biggest uh, mistakes made is when the house is built, you've got this raw, you know, uh, band joist or piece of wood up against the house, and then they're going to pour concrete steps. Well, think about termites, bugs, everything else comes up underneath the slab, behind those steps, boom, right into that wood frame floor structure. So flashing, isolating, termite barrier, termite shield, if you get the opportunity to pull that concrete step out and replace those steps, uh, you've got half a day for a very smart crew to flash this thing, and it normally isn't done with concrete, guys. That's a, it's a foreign language to them. You, you follow where I'm going here? Okay. Because if, if you're going to pay $10,000 to do the big work, pay an extra $1,000 and keep the termites away, you know? Okay. Uh, and it's a different, uh, th- th- that's kind of where you get to multi-trade, um, full-service contractors or a concrete guy who does concrete. Okay. There you go. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Gene, good luck. Mm, bye-bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Can you tell I love this stuff? Can you tell I've made a few of these mistakes myself? Yeah, yeah. Experience is called uh, pre-disaster. You've already had that problem. Anyway, Home Improvement, KMOX, we have lots to talk about. And now, as we go around the house, I've taken you through the windows, taken you through the drapes, uh, insulated drapes, good investment. When you start keeping the warm air from the inside of your house, heating and cooling, once you have that heated air, if you put drapes out, blinds, all of that, you will have frost, you will have condensation because by definition, you're creating colder glass. You're keeping the heat from inside the house, from touching your windows and losing that temperature. So you will have more condensation. So understand that. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that and more. Let's see what's cooking here one more and get with Denise. Hey, Denise, Scott Mosby here, Camwex. How can I help? Oh, hey, Scott. I may have missed that question. I think you just answered it. We have a two-story home, lots of wood floors, humidif- two humidifiers that we now have down in the low 20s, but our north-facing windows can continue to have a lot of condensation such that it pools on the sills and we're constantly wiping them off. So I presented the idea of insulated drapes to my husband and um, still in the uh, questionable stage if it's a good choice, but it sounds like it is. It is a good choice. It will make your water worse. (laughs) I thought so. Yeah, yeah. If you do the math on how this all works, insulated drapes save energy Make your glass colder, which means you're not losing your heat through your windows as much. Correct. Well, the colder the glass is, it's like that summertime, you know, cold glass of iced tea and all the water droplets form right on the outside of your iced tea glass in the summer. Well, think about it. Now that window is really chilly because you've got insulated drapes. So all these good window coverings do save energy, but they make your glass cold. That's how they save energy. And by golly, you're going to get some serious condensation. And when it gets really cold, that droplet water will freeze on the glass. You'll actually have ice crystals on your windows. I've already had that. I have wood blinds up right now, and I already have that issue going on. Yeah, and, and you're doing everything right here, Denise. The cause of that, uh, uh, those wet window sills are your humidifiers. 
That's mm-hmm. a good that's a good thing. But your sinuses, your furniture, your drywall, your trim, cap, all that is happy because you're keeping it humid where it's supposed to be. But by golly, you're you know, when that warm, moist air hits a cold surface, whatever it is, boom, it turns into water, condenses out. So yeah, um, you will save more energy with insulated drapes and you'll have more condensation on your windows. Okay, good deal. Thank you. All right, thanks. Bye. Hi. And, and and I know it, I, I'm 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 on the radio because I'm pretty good at explaining things in simple terms. Uh, takes a simple mind to understand simple concepts. Well, that's me. Uh, so anyway, it it is some pretty involved physics to understand why that condensation happens. On once you get it, it's like child's play. It's so simple. Well, yeah, duh. But going through why it happens, you know, what it is, um, and I love, uh, by the way, relative humidity in your house, another thing, we got windows and doors and thresholds, relative humidity, as you run your furnace and raise the temperature, the amount of moisture remains the same. Well, but the temperature's warmer, so there are fewer droplets of air hanging in your air, so it's dry air, and that's where your fingers crack, your skin gets dry, your sinuses start drying out. Those of you that are snorers, it gets even worse because your, your nasal membranes are very dry. Vib- <laughs> on and on you go. I like 20% relative humidity inside of a house uh, minimum. Uh, personally, my house is about 30% uh, because I like I just don't like dry skin. Uh, but sometimes that takes a steam humidifier to maintain that. So anyway, never more than 50% relative humidity, ideally 30 to 50%. If you're going to get around 30% and above, check with your physician because respiratory ailments, you hear about, well, I've got respiratory problems. I have to move to Arizona. I have to move, you know, someplace where it's drier air. Well, that's because of medical reasons. So if you're going to get up there, if you have any kind of uh, respiratory ailments or, or compromises, check with your physician first before you crank that humidifier up because you may be growing more critters inside your lungs. Yep, uh, kind of simple thing. Anyway, 30 to 50%, you get above 50%, you start growing bugs. Mold grows, mildew. Bugs start being really happy in your home. Anyway, that and more here on CamWex. Stay tuned. University of Camwex, Scott Mosby, at your service. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed. Back to live and lively with uh, the Home Improvement Show. So many things to talk about. Hey, our our blog this week on callmosby.com or scottmosby.com, your choice is the new colors, the ultraviolet and jewel tones, those various colors. Every year, there is an organization that actually comes up with the new colors of the year. So your way to be exposed to some of those, we're in the Midwest, we're not necessarily on board with all those colors just yet, but you can check that out. Call Mosby or scottmosby.com, both of those. Next up, let's see what's happening here with my friend Joe. Hey, Joe, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Thank you. I just, uh, well, actually, I've got a couple of quick questions for you, okay? Um, Picking up on your earlier discussion about the uh, interior water shutoff valves to the outside spigots. Yes, sir. Okay, I just recently noticed that uh, I went ahead and I shut my water valves off down in the basement, 
And I went outside and opened up my valves, but I noticed that one of the valves has got a real slow trickle, even though I've tightened up that knob downstairs. So someone told me that best thing to do is just go ahead and let it trickle so that it doesn't build up inside the pipe. Is that a good? Uh... Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, the problem with that uh, is that slow dripping water will build up. You're creating at your faucet kind of an ice dam because that little trickle will. Uh, what I would suggest here, Joe, is um, even as cold as it is, um, go back and open up the inside, turn that faucet on from the outside, blow, hopefully blow that piece of grit that's getting stuck on your faucet, and then turn it off from the inside again. Leave the outside faucet on. You're better off letting it drip on the outside so your uh, advice is correct. But when we've got three days where it's just never going to get above freezing, you run the risk. You may need to go outside of that faucet and you know put some heat out there, warm it up to, to get that water uh, drained out of the outside because it will plug up that faucets and expand and split. So that little drip is not good. Okay. And do not so, do not stop the drip. It's better off to release that pressure, but um, let it drip. Let it drip. Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. And then uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you about. I just recently installed a uh, high energy. Uh, uh, HVAC system. Hey, Joe, I've got 15 seconds. Can I put you on hold here and we'll do this off the air or I'll put you back on after the break. You okay? Okay. Let me put you on hold here. I'll call you. I'll, I'll get back to you while we're on the air or, uh, all right. Yeah. Are you going to call me? Uh, just stay, hold the line. I'll be right with you there. Okay. All right. Uh, KMOX home improvement. Stay tuned. Hour two next.